Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know it's my first day, but what is your life insurance policy? This week on the Story Song Podcast. Now hear the tale of love is Three friends who took All the songs that tell a story. It's the Story Song Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through the world of a story song. And this week, uh, we're doing a song about, I mean, just a really ill-conceived superhero, uh, Highwayman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, we're doing the song Highwayman by the Highwaymen. I'll say this. Um, the people who clean mm-hmm. the highways, they're the real superheroes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. You're uh, and the people yeah. who litter along the side of the highways are the real mm-hmm. supervillains. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, they're, no, they're, the, they're also the superheroes, since otherwise the people who clean the highways would have nothing to do. So. <laughs> there you go. There you Thank go. Thank you. Circle of um, life. Yes. Uh, this, this song, of course, is a, uh, a subgenre that I love, which is uh, songs named after the groups uh, that <laughs> perform them. Uh, I don't know if it was one way or the other, but um, see also the song Big Country. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, In a Big Country by the band Big Country. Yes. Always, always <laughs> love that one. Uh, anyway, uh, all right. So uh, Highwayman by the Highwaymen. Rachel, tell us the, the story of this story song. Well, the story is pretty straightforward. Uh, this uh, this four-verse song tells mm. the story of the incarnation of a character in four different moments in history as a highwayman, which is a thief, a sailor, a dam builder on the Hoover Dam, and an astronaut or a spaceman. They so all, a dam builder, D A M. A dam builder, a dam dam builder. <laughs> uh, and they uh, like this dam builder. I mean, at least yeah. I mean, at least uh, you know, at least three of them meet their demise, and possibly all four. But we'll get into mm. that. Yeah. So right, the question is. Uh, is he is is this person being reincarnated? Right. 
uh, are they some sort of immortal god or monster that <laughs> cannot die? Right. Uh, we're not quite sure what's happening, but it's true. Um, but uh, we got four men here to tell us all about it, mm-hmm. and uh, they just happen to be uh, four of the coolest men uh, and manliest men to uh, to ever live. <laughs> it's true. I was a highway man. Along the coach roads I did ride With sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade The bastards hung me in the spring of 25 But I am still alive so do we do we know though? Should I? No, I save it. Should I uh, save my questions? Save your please save your questions. I'm gonna save. I'll save end. my questions. Thank you so much. Sa- Thank sorry. You so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yeah. so we're gonna save our questions mm-hmm. for the end. Okay. Uh, actually, should I hold my applause as well? If you could, mm-hmm. and actually, mm-hmm. can we turn the mics off in the audience until the end, <laughs> and then we'll get started yes. again? Thank you so much. Thank you so much yeah. for coming to the symposium. Appreciate it. And we will also be holding applause, and the audience probably does not know that. Michael applauds throughout the entire show. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. I, that all gets cut out in the editing. It's but, weird, uh, but, you know, it's something to appease him and, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just, when I read the lyrics, there's a lot of like, woo! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I like to cheer you guys on. I, I want you to know that you're doing a good job. Appreciate, appreciate it. that. Appreciate it. Um, all right. We're going to start here at the, at the top. And the lyrics uh, say... I was a highwayman. Along the coach roads, I did ride with sword and pistol by my side. Many a young maiden lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. The bastards hung me in the spring of 25, but I am still alive. Mm. And I have to say, this was not intended when I started, but just reading that, has made me feel manlier than I've felt <laughs> in a long time. I believe I have a couple of new chest hairs. Uh, Just the two. I feel like you should be selling deodorant or razors or something. <laughs> right. Well, just the phrase, a sword and pistol by my side. Like it, The the thing I like about this song, and I don't want to get into uh, too much, because I'm sure we'll talk about it more later. But like Rachel said, just kind of how straightforward it is. It's like, look, guys, I was a highwayman. I stole things. I murdered people. And then I died. And then yeah. I came back again. Like, as though, just look, I'm not going to explain myself. This is what <laughs> happened. It's like those six-word stories. It's like, right. wow, that tells the entire, that's the entire <laughs> life. There we go. You got it. But ag- you got it. But again, there's, there's not a lot of, I mean, there's literally zero explanation as to what is going on right. or, or how this reincarnation happens. It's just like, look, I have the manliest jobs possible. Right. <laughs> then I am, I, like, this guy never dies in his bed. Like, yeah. always is horribly killed by something. He's never come surrounded back, by family. Right. And then I come back and I always do the manliest job available for the era in which I have come into. Uh, and then once again, ho- horrifically killed. Right. And that's it. And that you're going to, guys, I am who I am. I'm not going to explain it. This is just, this is who I am. This is what I did. I, I, the, the thing about this I, I try and figure out is when each of these moments in time take place. And to mm-hmm. my first, so my first question is this. 
what were Coach Rhodes? Every time I see a stagecoach, I'm like, is that like the turn of the century? Is that the 1700s? I mean, it could be the turn of of a century. Right. Right. Would it be the turn of the 19th century? I don't know when when stagecoaches happened. That's something that is so I don't understand. I'm like, oh, Billy the Kid? That was what, 1937 or 1673? (laughs) I have no idea. Right. Well, I think that um i think in this case uh it has to be at the very because they say he's hung in the spring of 25 so it's 1825 well what i was going to say was if we are assuming that this is not some sort of again vampire or something that's leaping from body to warm (laughs) body to warm body uh and that this person is being born and growing up and living a life uh yeah because i looked it up the, the hoover dam which we'll get to later well, the Hoover Dam was started in 1931. Right. So this has to be at least 1825, which would make sense, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because I also think Coach, well, nah, maybe not. I, I, was about, I was about to say, Coach Road feels like they're going out west, or at least like yeah. we're heading in that direction. But I guess also, I, I guess you could, because I, I guess what I was going to say was there's a lot of space between places, that, right. you know, even before that. Like, you know. And like, and like, cause in like in the seventeen seventies, you know, if you ever read books about that, they're like, and they went from New York to Philadelphia, and they were excited because it only took three weeks right. to get there. <laughs> There's, um, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the, it has to be then again. See, I don't know, but I'm not thinking this is this is a colonial highwayman. I don't think that was a thing. <laughs> he would he. It's a it's a like a western, uh, you know, right. a, a western thief, a western horse thief. Right. I think the it's worst definitely, kind of thief. I mean, it feels like it's a Western thief. Right. Although, Rachel, I just just to be clear, I please do not think that there were no there was no crime in colonial America. Don't believe it. <laughs> like, I don't believe like, it. Everyone was just like, guys, if we could just chill for like a decade with any crime whatsoever, you, listen uh, in, until this whole revolution thing is over. You go down to Colonial Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. You watch that. And you tell me there was any crime. I don't see any crime. <laughs> I see people okay. making things, uh, oh, you know. You don't? Sense. You don't see any crime? You don't see any crime? $4 for a Diet Coke? Williamsburg? <laughs> oh, that's crime, all right. <laughs> so something I'd call highway robbery, my friend. <gasps> Is Look, that where this hot. comes from? It's hot. Yeah. It's hot, Walker. It's hot and dusty, and now you're going to charge me $4 for a Diet Coke. Yeah, this all, yeah, no, this I, all just now. I wish the British won. Okay, how about that? Does that sound? <laughs> this all like just takes place. That? This all just takes place at different um like uh, um, attractions around the country. This is at <laughs> Colonial, Colonial Williamsburg. There's an Epcot Center situation. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You, you know. Yeah. But, at the but, end, at the end, he's he's on a ride. Yeah. Yeah, but the, exactly. But the coach road. I mean. I, I, um, I was like, okay, I think I get the feel. I don't know when we're talking about, but that's just because I'm a dumb dumb, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I, I'm I'm living that life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I don't. Sword and pistol seems like overkill. You could choose one, cause not a knife, a sword. Yeah. A sword. I don't know enough about highway robbery, other than at uh, Colonial Innsburg, uh, to say what is appropriate. I mean, right. I, maybe there's times when the pistol is more helpful and then other times when the sword, especially like, because those you have to remember, like you shoot that pistol once and that's it. Like th- you got to oh, reload that sucker. 
So, I mean, maybe by 1825 they had revolvers, but even still, you're going to run out like pretty quickly. So you might want to, you might, you might need that sword as a backup. You know what I mean? That's true. And you don't want to, and if you got a knife, you got to get in close. Like a sword, you can kind of stand back and just kind of poke people with it. Yeah. If so. Zoro's taught us anything. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so young, he's, he's stealing from young maids. Right. Um, and then he's killing soldiers, which, like, I mean, were soldiers, like, police officers back then? You know what I mean? Like, I, you would think, like, a sheriff or something is right. getting killed. But how's he getting, how's he mixing up with soldiers? And where are even our soldiers? There wasn't a war going on this at this is... time. Michael, was there a war going on at this time? I mean, if it's 1845. Probably. When was the Spanish-American War? Oh, maybe it's Spanish-American War. It's a good question. It could, you could literally say any year uh, <laughs> before, like, 1930, and I'd be like, that sounds right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think that was downtimes. later, wasn't it later? Uh, again, Michael, I believe I mean, whatever again. you say. Again, Perfect. I mean, I'm, I yeah. assume there were just sort of various soldiers around. Well, because also they might not be, they might be technically not in, like, a, you know, a settled territory. So they're probably just soldiers wandering around trying to keep the peace, you know. That's also true. That's also true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then he's like, the, well, the only thing I was going to say is the bastards hung me in the spring of 25. My dude, you're killing soldiers. Like, what did you what think did was going to happen? Expect what do you mean? Oh, 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 these bastards, they killed me. Yeah, of course. Of course they did. It's 1825. Nine out of ten people <laughs> die by hanging. Like, come on. What are you talking about? You're all bastards. Yeah, yeah. But you should have been like, well, I mean, I was caught, and, and then I was rightfully hung, as I as I should have been. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I told them, look, you guys got me. You, you finally got me, and you're totally within your rights to do what's about to happen. So. Gotcha. I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide. With the sea, I did abide. I sailed a schooner around the Horn of Mexico. I went aloft to furl the mainsail in a blow. And when the yards broke off, they said that I got killed. But I am living still. Oh, God. <laughs> I just feel the testosterone coursing through my veins, you guys. This, oh. this guy. I, can, we, can we just pause? I'm just going to run and just go build a log cabin. Is that cool? <laughs> I'll tell you this. This soul cannot catch a break. No. Man, oh, man. Yeah, that's the thing. He's never like, you know, I was an advertising executive, and then I died when I was like yeah. 98 or whatever. With a scotch a in my hand. In my bed, yeah. yeah. It's always some horrible thing happens to him. Well, this uh, the original title of this song was uh, The Man Who Was Bad at All of His Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were like, you know what? Let's just shorten it to The Highwayman. Why? Because it's the mm-hmm. first thing that he does. But I just want to be clear, though. I just, yeah. I just want to be clear, though. Because, like, he's a thief, and guess what thieves are not supposed to do? Get caught. Guess what this guy did? He got caught. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is, like, let's, this is not, like, an adventurer kind of guy who, mm-hmm. who has, like, oh, these tragic, t-. he dies doing his job, and he's, because right. right. he's not good at them. <laughs> yeah. Michael has some constructive criticism for the highwayman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh. career counseling, buddy. <laughs> Take some, you need to do some like continuing education, some, you mm-hmm. know, 
Hey, sailor, uh, how about you take a class called How Not to Drown? How about that? <laughs> Do you ever think about that? Because you might be on the water a lot. So Look, thing, things happen, but right. mm-hmm. if you've got four jobs and die right. doing all of them, okay. yeah, yeah, that's on you. Yeah, it's true. he's got a point. Can you imagine, like, that's how it actually happened? You're like, how many careers have you had? I've had four, but I've died in all of them. It's been a rough time. What, what was your reason for leaving your last job? <laughs> oh, I was killed and then reincarnated. <laughs> Funny story. Mm. Um, was he? My resume is a mess. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you that. And I mean a mess because literally it's covered in blood. Uh, the ocean and cement, and that's one of the reasons and why it's been around for I don't know centuries. Um, <laughs> it's on papyrus and written with the font of papyrus. Um, the sailor. No, they didn't have that all the way back then, did they? I don't know. I think they just invented it with Windows Seven. Um, <laughs> I think the only font they had in the 1800s was wanted poster. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's pretty right. much it. Um, but the sailor, it says, I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide. Does that mean he was born on a boat? I mean, and I that's don't know. it. And like, I mean, if I you- mean, it could be a metaphorical, like, you know, I was born to sail. Yeah. Um, or he was literally born on a boat. Yeah. Uh, that's another possibility. Or third, this reincarnation, however that's happening, maybe he's like bursting from the ocean. <laughs> As like a fully grown man. Maybe he was just a water sign. Like cocoon? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, again, just like, bur- like just this naked man just busts out of right. the water. And it's like, I'm a sailor now. I was, <laughs> I was hung. And now I'm here. And they're just like, whatever, man. Great. Hoist gonna, the main be, sail. This verse is the uh, dark backstory to Captain Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's why he's yeah. so. That's why his uh his uh cereal is so hard. It's yeah. so hardened. I mean, people don't know that. I mean, Captain Crunch was was hung for war crimes. They don't. People don't know that. <laughs> is, but. is Captain Crunch? This is total. This is Where are we going? <laughs> but is the, is know. that the reason? Is Captain Crunch Captain Crunch because that is the world's hardest cereal? Uh, I mean, and it's like, yes. oh, captains need to be real hardy and crunchy i mean i think you're <laughs> i think you're overthinking this rachel yeah? am i it's the crunchy I mean, I don't answer know. i'm not in i'm not in advertising i don't know i was gonna I say go- i don't know how literal well, you need to be and how much research you have to do i was i think the 1970s serial advertising maybe was not the most creative uh bunch of <laughs> bunch of guys let's just say that because uh it was usually an animal and they were trying to steal the cereal and they were like, we're done. Can we cut out early? We did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's say this time, I don't know, it's an aardvark, and uh, he's trying to steal the cereal, and the kids don't want him to. All right? Are we done here? We did it. What was that? Okay, cookie crisp. I don't know. There's a criminal. He's trying to steal the cereal, and there's a cop. All right, we're done. Okay, he's got to add, add in a dog. Uh-huh. Add in a dog. We'll, we'll, we'll right. zip it up. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, throw, throw out another one. What do we got? Animal bits. All right. There's a teacher, and she's trying to steal the cereal, and the kids are trying to stop her. Are we done? Are we done for the day? <laughs> I can do this all day, guys. I can do this all day. What do you got? <laughs> throw it at me. Hey, wait a minute. So the highwayman is a robber of some mm-hmm. sort. Uh huh. Um, the sailor is clearly Captain Crunch. Okay. Is is this a song about cereal? 
Oh, <laughs> I mean, we'll find out God. maybe in the uh, in the behind the story. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. I can tell you this most definitively not <laughs> in reality of that serial. But I like where you're going with it, Michael. I mean, well, no. Now that you throw Keep it out, because the third. That. Because the third verse is, I was a Frankenstein and I tasted like strawberry. And I, <laughs> now, now this is making it's all a lot of sense. It's the all first coming the, together. The first verse is about the the Cookie Crisp thief. Mm-hmm. Second verse is about Captain Crunch. Yeah. I don't know. Third verse. Deep. Is there? <laughs> I, I guess there's not not a lot of serial characters that built dams, huh? Uh, the 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 they cut out the final verse, which which is just, and I'm cornflakes, because <laughs> <laughs> it was too sad. All right, the- so let's where the hell were we? Okay, so <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's see. The, uh, when the yard broke off, they said that I got killed. So I don't know what the yards are, but I mean, I assume it's a. Some kind of pole or a sail or a rope or something or one of those like big metal pulleys maybe bonked him in the head or something. I'm feeling like this is, oh, that's true. That could be. Though I feel like Mm -hmm. this is is going to be, uh, I'm trying to think the time period. That's 1825. Are we going like 50 years at a time? I don't know. Yeah, that's a question of how much time is passing. That would make sense sense sense. because if he was hung. And in right. twenty five, and then it's uh, he was telling all right, yeah. And it's nineteen, and it's fifty years, and it's eighteen, and it's eighteen seventy five, and then mm-hmm. fifty years later is carry the one twenty five. Yeah, I mean, so, it's, it's roughly, rough, roughly, roughly, it's roughly, yeah. So yeah, I would say that makes sense. A yard. Well, we also don't know. I do want to say we don't know if there are other adventures in the middle. True, that's true. Because because we are going to jump quite a bit. At the end, so maybe there are other things. That oh, are so maybe he had like a bunch of jobs, but these are only the f- the four that he died in, right? Yeah, okay. maybe he's just kind of giving us the highlights. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> like you said. Um. By the way, a yard is a spar on a mast. I just look this up. Spar on a mast from which sails are set. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna tell you this does not clear up a thing for me. I know that literally means does nothing. Does not clear up a thing. Well, that? there's the mast of a ship. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, the pole. There's a th- spar. I think that's the mess. Well, the, the yard is the thing that the sail. Do you know what a sail is? Sure. And you know what a mast yeah, the, is? Uh, like a, a big... fire sail or like, you know, 50% mm-hmm. off. Or... Friends and family. I went and get one. I don't know. Just put it together from context clues. It's, okay. it's the, the thing that a, a mast is. Here's a problem I've always had with boats. I don't want to throw this out there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, boats. You're getting taken down a peg, okay? <laughs> You're on here's, my problem with, here's my problem with boats. Stop making up words for things we already have. How about that, okay? The four? How about you say the front? The front of the ship, it's fine. You don't have to make up a new word for it. <laughs> the mast? How about a pole? A sail? A sheet? Stop with the new words, <laughs> okay? It's technically a fitted sheet. <laughs> and then you and then you look down, you're like, this is not a boat at all. This is a bed. Yes. Oh, I see. I'm in I a bed. I understand. <laughs> you know what? Let's go back to the regular thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's mm-hmm. go back to the regular verbiage. Uh, <laughs> this bed is sinking. Um, so well, when the yard broke off, they said that I got killed. Yeah, I would think so, because you died. I mean, they also said you you got killed when they hung you. So yeah. I don't know what you want. I don't. You're acting like... They're the dumb ones. You definitely died 
sir. You don't know. And came, but you came back to life. I'll give you that. But maybe he fell in the water and they couldn't find him, and they just gave up. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "But wait, I'm living still." They're like, "I don't yeah. hear you. I don't hear you. We say that you got <laughs> killed, so you got killed." <laughs> hey, did you see that guy got killed? <laughs> Who, Jeff over there? He's uh-huh. the guy waving. Yeah, he got killed. I was a dam builder across the river deep and wide where steel and water did collide a place called Boulder on the wild Colorado I slipped and fell into the wet concrete below they buried me in that great tomb that knows no sound but I'm still around I'm I'm going on Michael's theory here. This guy's just bad at his job <laughs> because he slipped and fell. He was just like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Just uh, a real like a goofy kind of slip and just tumble <laughs> yeah, I, down into the wet cement. Peel. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't even on cement or like a, a tool or something. But it's not like it's not like the ropes broke and he like heroically like <laughs> saved his fellow compatriots as he sucked. He, just, he was just like, "Hey guys, I got some coffee." Oh, whoops! And then just right <laughs> down, like Benny Hill style, right down into the concrete, <laughs> uh, where he drowned. So look, yeah, I'm I sure think, I'm sure these the guy... things happened like tragically, yeah. like in, in in any of these like big construction kind of things but uh-huh. yeah this guy's four for four yeah <laughs> it's not good at some point good, you have to dude. look at yourself <laughs> right and not at the conditions you find yourself yeah. in yeah 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 like it's um, it's tragic but also four times come on man again this time he just slipped like if he again if it was some sort of like heroic thing or you know well no it's but... a, still a tragic accident and then you add in like your cartoon falling sounds and... <laughs> oh man uh... <laughs> uh, I th- between this the people he works with here and the other sailors he also has to find a better way to to make a connection with their with his co-workers because mm. they buried me in that great to- tomb that knows that great tomb that knows no sound. So yeah, I mean, did they try to 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 save you? Did they, or were they just like, you know, that's it, that's it? I feel like I mean, somehow he's meant this is meant to be for him. He's like when L- right. Lieutenant Dan says, "You should have left me." Like that's mm. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe this guy like is he being punished for all the soldiers he killed? Like, is he just? doomed to live again and again and die horrible violent deaths oh i don't know that's interesting because the first verse he is a criminal right like he a highwayman's isn't that like a a fun criminal he's like an old-timey criminal yeah well in old-timey times that it's not fun they don't get punished billy joel writes songs about them which one i mean they people write songs. billy the kid Mm-hmm. About oh. Billy the Kid. I thought we were talking about Brenda and Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's what I'm saying is, you know, I don't know. That's a good point. Maybe, maybe it's that, you know, this is your, you're doomed. I mean, that, that takes, 
to ask Jimmy Webb, I would be like, if that's the case, Jimmy, we need to have a conversation because that I I didn't think that, and now I think you know you need to expand mm. on this. Mm. I'm gonna say no, but I like the idea. Well, the other thing about this guy, I mean, one of the reasons why this song feels so manly is he describes three violent deaths, and yet does not seem particularly perturbed that any of these things happen. Like right. he's not like it, it really hurt. No, I very matter of fact. Harvey, yeah, just very bad. Oh, by the way, I drowned in cement yeah. uh, and then was buried in a tomb yeah. uh, forever. Like, he's just kind of like, yep, yeah, anyway, that yeah, happened. He's not like, have I got a story to tell you? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, you guys. Somebody's um, like, how'd you become an, an astronaut? You know, usual. Uh, kept yeah. dying violent deaths in different things. <laughs> and here I am. I figure this is the next frontier in <laughs> dying a violent death. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's I mean, go find some space creatures. <laughs> I have literally died in the worst possible ways anyone could die over and over again. So I figure, well, I mean, burning up the atmosphere would be like, I mean, I'd barely even notice at this point. <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Um, and then he, sa- he says, they bury me in that tomb that knows no sound. But this is the part, but I am still around. This is the part where it starts to sound like a threat. Right? <laughs> I am still around, and I will always be around and around and around and around. Like it's don't no matter what you do, I'm just gonna keep on coming, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job, and I'm gonna do it poorly, and then I'm gonna die <laughs> doing that job. Yeah, well, and there's or- nothing. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Go ahead, Michael. No, I'm thinking. Well, I was gonna say okay. I think what you might have been sort of getting at is or he's like and i'll always be around and i'll be around and yep. around like yeah. oh my gosh enough that's already. what i, I get it well that, yeah like <laughs> maybe that line about like, always be around like that's him lamenting the fact that he's kind of doomed to keep repeating this can i say something and we this is fine because we do this all the time but we've really taken this down the dark path there really uh, could have been another way, <laughs> another <laughs> way we take this, which is that the spirit never dies. Right. But that doesn't feel like us. So I'm glad we're going this way. But yeah, no, we should have done like the happy kind of jazzy version of the guy who dies <laughs> in the cement. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that these things happen. They, they are. But, but the spirit, you can't. The, the body can go. The spirit yeah. stays. But yes. again, that does not sound like us. What sounds like us <laughs> is uh, this guy is living in torment over and over again, <laughs> or he's a, or he's a vampire or a zombie. <laughs> Those two things sound like us. I fly a starship across the universe divide, and when I reach the other side, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. Perhaps I may become a highwayman again Or I may simply be a single drop of rain But I will remain I'll be back again and again and again So after telling us that he's going to be around and around and around and around and around uh, Again, very matter-of-factly, just comes in with, I fly a starship Across the universe divide. When I reach the other side, 
I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. Or perhaps I'll become a highwayman again. Wait, what? You do, my dude, you are literally on this? Star Trek. You're on Star Trek. You're flying across the universe. Well, you got to go back to being a thief. And also, who are you going to rob? Robots? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Martians? I mean, robots, because here's the thing. About? Robots have taken our, high, our highwayman jobs now. Now we got robot thieves because mm. this is the future. It's like a, you're saying like thieves have been replaced by like the self-checkout. Like you have to go and like, right. you know, just give your jewels to the machine. I'm sorry. Have you seen Westworld? <laughs> I mean, this I mean, this right. is where we're going. This is where we're going with it. I have not seen mm -hmm. Westworld, but I figure that's what it's about. I think I'm spot on. I saw um, I, I saw Westworld and I have absolutely no <laughs> idea what it was about. So um, ha having seen it or not seen it does not change what you understand about okay, Westworld. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Can I? I would love one song about spacemen and maybe we know them mm. astronauts i guess we'll call them mm -hmm. but let's call them spacemen where nothing goes wrong and they expect to come back mm -hmm. um because we've done three and none of them work out well this is our mm. third spaceman i think third spaceman well we did space odyssey and major tom is and then we did rocket man Oh, that's so, right. and they. But but he was he was just bored with his job, right? Yeah. He, he, he but was, doesn't he, he was say live? He says, "I think it's going to be a long, long oh, time." Burning He's burning out, out, here. out here alone. Yeah, burning out, out here alone. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, but I don't think that's. I think I think that's just might be a metaphor for him being bored. You know, it's funny. I feel like we had this actual conversation on that episode, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it, it's it, about uh, a guy in a rocket ship on his phone, like looking at job okay, sites. Okay, well. <laughs> Either way, not one of those is not one of those is a person going up into space and going, "Wow, this is great! Wow, it's right. space! I get to be in space!" It's either, uh -huh. "Wow, can anybody hear me?" or, "Wow, this <laughs> sucks! I wish I worked yeah. on the land." Right. So that's what I'm it's saying. It's just his job five days a but week. I know this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Though. Well, either they say, "Wow, I'm in outer space." But no one can hear me, I'm going to die. Or they say, wow, I'm in outer space and no one can hear me, I'm going to die. And also, I'm German. It's, it's one of the <laughs> yes. two. That's right. That's right. So, um, so yeah. So he's flying in, in a spaceship or starship. Um, we built the city uh, across <laughs> the universe divide. And when I reach the other side, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. So maybe, maybe he's hoping that he can find a planet somewhere or, or, or something. Like on the other side of the universe where he can finally die. He can finally <laughs> rest his spirit somewhere. Ah. If he can, but if he can't, he'll just become a criminal again. Or I may simply be a s single drop of rain, but I will remain. I'll come back again and again and again and again and again. Yada, yada, yada. So, reincarnation. Yeah. So he's re reincarnated again and again. So either he's just like, look, I have literally done every job. Okay. It is now the year 3092. I am flying in a starship. I have literally, name a job. I've done it. Serial advertising in the 70s? Did it. <laughs> Drummer for starship? Up, yeah. <laughs> done. Done it. I've done every job. Any job and he, he, he says as he's flying his starship that he'll be back again and again and again and again. You know why? 
Bye. Yeah. Nothing's going to stop him now. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, right. No. That's right. And and he'll keep coming back because uh, no time is a good time for goodbye. And and other Starship lyrics as well. <laughs> um, the uh, it, coming back as a single drop of rain is mm. sounds like a great idea, but very poetic. It's very poetic. And listen, this whole song. If we have not said this at the beginning, this song has been stuck in my head because <laughs> it is an amazing song. I love great. this song. The lyrics are incredible. Um, I am just curious about the single drop of rain because it sounds like it's going to be poetic, but a single drop of rain just falls at high velocity to the ground, smashes there, and then might possibly evaporate back up. Mm -hmm. Right? But he knows he'll be back again and again. Right. Because he's he's rain. And so it's like, bloop, bloop, (laughs) bloop, and it's cyclical. So do you think when that raindrop hits the ground, is, is that his death and then he gets reincarnated? Or is he just now, going back and forth as the single drop of rain? That's, that's what I, I'm wondering. I mean, he may that might be what he's looking for. Some stability. You know? Some job stability. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no way I can screw up being a, a drop of rain. Yeah. So Of course, then um, he gets up to the cloud, and the cloud is like, I hate to tell you this, but we're going to have to let you dry up. What? No. Do you know, can I ask you a question? Is that cloud over there hiring? You, you signed a non-compete disclosure <laughs> so you can't actually d- be with another cloud. I did? I'm, I mean, I'm a raindrop. I didn't know that's such I, a I thing. All right, well, whatever. I mean, it's strict. That's, that comes from corporate. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but his, he, the, the spirit never dies. He will never get to rest because they'll just come back again and again and again and again yep. and again. That's the dark version of it. Well, but I mean, what you know, it doesn't have to be dark. Well, it's just. Well, you said, and he never gets to rest, as opposed to, but you cannot keep down the spirit. The spirit well, will rise saying. again and again and but, again and again. But he's saying, if I, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. So right. he wants to rest. Sure. It's not me. Don't put that on me. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this song? So are we sure that this is one guy? So this is the question, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is that is my question. <laughs> I... Okay. Great. Well, we have identified your question. Let's move on. <laughs> do you have an answer? I will say that. Do you want the real answer, or do you want like a you know a first part answer? Well, let's let's have a, an intellectual discussion about it, and then you could give me the real answer, or you tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, because I can I. I think it depends on it can depend on the version, right? The reason okay. you may think that this is fi- four different people is because this most famous version of it is four different individuals singing it. They each take mm. a verse, so they are each uh, a highwayman or a sailor or a dam right. builder or or a starman. Jimmy Webb, when he sang it, he's just one guy. So you know you could you could see the through line of reincarnation, but. Yeah, if it's four people and it's just more about not this specific spirit, but the spirit of what they um, represent, mm-hmm. right? it could be four different people, you know? It's yeah. that explorer, it's that, that rebel that's trying out different things. I think it's the same spirit. It's okay. just he's, he's being reincarnated, which is why it's four different people. Oh, so he's a different person each time, but it's the same spirit. Right. Yes. Like Shirley MacLaine. Sure. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) 
Michael, yes. Perfect. Um, no, because I, I could see it both ways. I could see it being exactly what you're saying, like the spirit, like continuing, like from from mm -hmm. life to life, uh, -huh. uh, through time, and hearing this version of it with four different singers singing it, it can seem what it reminded me of was you're both gonna just roll your eyes at me, but that's fine. I'm gonna go with it. I'm uh, excited. The the original opening to the film Sunset Boulevard. Oh, brother. No, go ahead. Nobody needs that. Uh, <laughs> was, are you familiar with the opening? If you're not familiar with the opening, it's, uh, there's a voiceover, there's uh, police cars, dr really cool looking cars driving down Sunset Boulevard because it's 1950. Um, but driving down, speeding down Sunset Boulevard to a house and, uh, uh, sort of like picking a body up out of a pool right. um and it's all in voiceover and stuff the original opening uh that got changed to this opening was um a body being wheeled into a morgue and all of the bodies uh in the morgue talking in what? voiceover to each other about how they died what yes. i never knew that yes so that it sort of reminded me of that, like gotcha. it could be four people telling very short, <laughs> matter of fact versions of their stories. Yeah, I mean sure. that's true too. Yeah. That's true too. That could be they're in the waiting room, like in uh, Beetlejuice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. By the way, that uh, opening got changed because. Um, it was too test scary. audiences no test audiences thought it was a comedy um <laughs> <laughs> so it just didn't work so. yeah i mean i think they were well, originally think... gonna call it miss desmond and the ghosts <laughs> uh i think it's you know either it's a person or a spirit that's being reincarnated or you know like we said the the not the literal spirit but like the spirit of adventure you know like right. that this kind of person will always be around yeah they'll just keep coming back again and again you know but, but um yeah. yeah uh yeah um all right let's uh any more questions did anyone else have any questions we have time for one more okay. no more I think that guy back there had his hand raised before no more questions. No, great okay no more questions thank you so much okay no more Turn questions the mics off. all right <laughs> let's do <laughs> Expanded Universe, what do we got? Expanded Universe! At some point, the, at some point the, the actual highwayman in the first verse robbed the gambler. Or got into a kerfuffle. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. You know? Hmm. That's my thought. Well, it can't be the gambler. We know that. Because the gambler dies peacefully in his sleep, which is the one thing that this... I mean, I didn't say he killed him. No, it's not does. that he is him. He, no, I know. He I'm just saying we know that him. it. I'm. We were saying I know it can't be because oh, yes. the gambler again dies peacefully in right, his right, sleep. Right. It's the one thing. Well, maybe the gambler got on that train right after a fight with the highwayman. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, he's That's like, possible. you know what? I'm not taking a stagecoach anymore. <laughs> it's dangerous. Mm. <laughs> no. They got to catch. Someone's got to catch that guy. No. He's um, stealing baubles and <laughs> killing, killing soldiers. I mean, the fact that this spirit is reincarnated again and again really opens up the expanded universe. I mean, I, I think man. we can say yeah. 
it's possible that the majority of the characters in all of the story signs could potentially be this person, <laughs> I mean, right? Four patches. We, I mean, it could be four well, patches. Well, because we know a lot of people who, a lot of characters who die violently, right? So, yeah. patches, drowns. Who else dies? Major Tom burns up. Uh, uh, Pearl's dreams die. Who's the That's one, true. Who's the one with the ring? The, uh, I mean, the Mariner. I mean, it's you know. Oh yeah. Well, maybe yeah. Maybe the he's. Mariner. Maybe he survived uh, being eaten by a whale and then, like, I don't know, got or hit reverse. with a sail or something. I mean, maybe oh, maybe this is maybe, maybe this is how he got eaten by the whale. That's what I'm <gasps> saying. Because they mm-hmm. the ship it broke off, but maybe it broke off because it got smashed by a big whale. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is I forget the lyric or I forget the exact wording, but he takes some kind of ship, right? That gets, and then yeah, huh? Is that? I'm Are sorry. Are you talking about the Mariner's Revenge? The Mariner's Revenge. Yeah, no, just... no, no. The whale actually tracks him down on land. Um... <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying maybe, maybe this guy is is on the ship that 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 the kid took. Oh, that's tr- he could. I mean, he doesn't steal a ship. He he works oh, on it. He's a sailor. He's right. A I'm sailor. saying maybe this guy's one of the other sailors. Oh, he's he's not. No, no. We're he's, saying we're that saying that he's, he's this guy. He's oh, okay. And he's everybody there. thinks that he drowns, but he actually got eaten by a whale. Right. Oh, okay. And he couldn't be happier because he's, <laughs> he's going to go after that guy. That's right. He's like, wow, this one really worked out for me. He was like, this is, you know, in a bad situation, like best case scenario. Well, I was going to say love vigilantes. He could be the soldier because oh? he's, he knows that he died. <gasps> That's mm-hmm. right. The, That's right. The person who... Dies violently and then is aware of his own deaths as they keep happening. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. A multitude of teenagers from the 50s. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Definitely. Any of them, really. Uh, yeah. I don't have anything for the Hoover Dam. I don't think there's any dam. We haven't done any dam builders. And we, <laughs> we haven't, haven't done, any done dam And we haven't done Dam I Wish I Was Your Lover yet. So <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing for it. Uh, I gotta go with dams. I mean, I would say, um, I would say it was he was almost certainly. I'm gonna say this is almost a definite, right? Mm-hmm. That he was reincarnated as a snowman. Yeah, and he danced around. <laughs> yes. He's a criminal, so he ignored traffic laws. That's yeah, right. and then he sure. and then he violently melted to death. Yep. He w- he wanted goodness. to be, and then he turned into rain. He was a little oh. drop. That's what I'm saying. <gasps> this man's oh, frosty. My- god this guy is frosty that is a true that was a true gasp my friends yeah (laughs) oh wait a minute Mm -hmm. sylvia's mother was a dam builder (laughs) that's right that's true no 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 it's very true i'd have to check the lyrics but no it's uh it's in the uh the extended uh disco that's right uh, version it's like a nine and a half minute version there's like three verses about her building a dam like brick by brick right Mm -hmm. it's it it adds up don't look for it it's it's there (laughs) just take my word Um, uh i will say that you're wrong rachel this person is a monster they are a zombie and they're in the monster mash yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. that's which brings us back to our cereal Mm-hmm. Booberry. <laughs> and there we shall close the circle <laughs> life. And we It always comes back to Booberry. To, yeah. That's my that's what my tattoo says. Uh all right. Yep. 
let's close the book there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Inside the Hits is a brand new podcast from me, the maker of Inside the Groove. But this time, it's not just Madonna songs. I'm telling you the story behind classic songs and classic artists from the last 50 years. You'll be hearing the dissected multitrack from songs such as this. Now here you go again, you say you want your freedom. And modern songs too. Plus 80s classics. Pet Shop Boys, New Order, Duran Duran, Aha, you'll hear them all. Plus there's Britpop, Indie and 90s dance classics like this one from Delight. Every episode tells a story. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. So make sure you spend 2021 going inside the hits. All right, we're back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. How did this story come to be, uh-huh. Rachel? Yes. Oh. I just wanted to say your name. No, tell <laughs> us. What's the story of this story song? Well, uh, Highwayman was written by Jimmy Webb, and this version that we were focusing on was by the Highwaymen, and that was released May 6th, 1985. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest of the Highwayman hits, of, highway, of the biggest hit the song mm-hmm. Highwayman ever had, or the Highwayman. <laughs> It's also the biggest hit that the Highwaymen had. Right. That was very difficult. Um, this version. This is going of- to be a real long <laughs> segment, I think. This, ver- <laughs> this version. This is unnecessarily difficult. <laughs> this version reached uh, number one on the Hot Country songs, and it also nice. charted at number one on the Canadian country tracks and number 19 on the U.S. On the, uh, yeah, U.S. adult contemporary tracks. Um, it was like I said, written by uh, Jimmy Webb. It was also originally recorded by Webb for his album, his sixth album, uh, El Migre, uh, El Mirage. Oh my gosh, El Mirage. (laughs) Released in uh, 77 
uh, it was actually produced by this album and his previous album were produced and arranged mostly uh, by anyone, anyone, very famous producer, anyone, Atlantic Records, anyone, George Martin, who produced the Beatles. Oh, okay. It's fine. Uh, Webb said that he wrote the song after a night of drinking with his buddy Harry Nilsson when he Mm -hmm. had a vivid dream where he was an old-time thief running from the police. And he sat up, he was sweating, he's like, I must write this down. And so he stumbled over to the piano and he started playing Highway Man. He said that in about two hours he had it and then um, by the end of the night he had the whole, the whole song. Now, uh, so through this process, he was, talking, he was thinking about the main character and then he realized that the main character did not die but was reincarnated. And he says mm-hmm. that his thought was, where does this soul go? Uh, much like where do broken hearts go? Right. Can they find their way home? We don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, and well, just pause for a minute. Let me enjoy yeah. that one. Okay, sure. That was good. Um, one thing I want to that I wanted to say at the beginning, uh, like during the during the verse, uh, a little, a couple of things about the Hoover Dam, you guys. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Contrary to the popular myth, we're getting really in the weeds on this one, aren't we? <laughs> I was curious. I'm excited to find out there's a popular myth about the Hoover Dam. Well, there is. Contrary to the popular myth and the line in the song, no workers are actually buried in the cement of the Hoover Dam. Yeah, that's what they want you to think. But ninety six, ninety six. No, but he 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 says he got buried in yeah. the se- in the wet cement. That's what we're supposed to glean from that. But mm-hmm. 96 workers did die during the building of it. That being said, it took forever to build. The stuff is like the interior core of the, of the dam is still curing. So it's still kind of like not set. It's crazy. But this isn't about the Hoover Dam, you guys. So I know we're not doing the Jimmy Webb version, but I figure we would talk a little bit about Jimmy Webb because he wrote it. Uh, <laughs> and he originally recorded it. Jimmy Webb was born uh, August 15th, 1946 in Elk City, Oklahoma. He had his early success as a songwriter. And actually, a song of his that was first recorded was My Christmas Tree by the Supremes. That is such a great Christmas song. Oh, my Christmas trees, so sad and bare. My room so big and cold. It is so sad <laughs> and so good. And I mean, what a great introduction that that's your first like commercial recording. And a lot of his, that early success, like I said, was as a songwriter. And a lot of his success throughout has been as a songwriter for good reason. He's a great songwriter. Some of his most famous songs include By the Time I Get to Phoenix, Galveston, Wichita Lineman, uh, Up, Up and Away by The Fifth Element. Uh, the fifth dimension F- by the fifth dimension. <laughs> I was gonna say that was the fifth dimension. <laughs> That's the fifth element. Is a Bruce Willis movie, and I say that all the time. <laughs> the man wrote MacArthur Park. I mean, if you just rest on those laurels, come on. I mean, I that, mean that and incredible. that song was like a massive hit twice. I know. And P.S. This is just. Some of his most famous songs. Jimmy Webb is an amazing songwriter and one of, I, I would say, one of the biggest and probably most important pop songwriters of the last 50 years or so. Yeah. One of his uh, most amazing songs, Didn't We, 
Uh, Barbara Streisand recorded it. Johnny Mathis recorded it. I think Frank Sinatra recorded it. His songs have a uh, like a uh, flexibility to them or a versatility to them that uh, yeah, allow totally more diff- allow different voices to to sing them. He's also the only artist to win a Grammy for music, lyrics, and orchestration. He won. Uh, uh, he won for MacArthur Park. I believe that was for orchestration. Um, Highwayman won for best country song, and Up, Up, and Away won for song of the year. All I can think about now is that poor guy realizing he's been reincarnated as a cake (laughs) (laughs) that is slowly melting in the rain. And he's like, again, I'm being punished again. Yeah, can't believe this. I'm being punished as a cake that is melting. And they'll never the have drink? that recipe again. Come on. Do you think they that's what it is? Even remake it. Do you they think can't even remake it? That's him. Do you think he he keeps coming back to look for the recipe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think recipe. so. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Little did he know oh it's in gosh. like his Betty Crocker cookbook. He's on a spaceship. Yeah. Like computer. Do you have? <laughs> Before the Highwaymen version of the song. Glenn Camp, like I said, obviously Jimmy Webb was the original version, uh, incredible version. Uh, Glenn Campbell recorded it in '79, uh, and uh, for his album *The Highwayman*, and he actually left Capitol Records because they wouldn't put the song out. Oh wow! And so what? Um, what Jimmy Webb says is, so the song not only didn't get recorded, the only guy who recorded it couldn't even get his label to release it. So it was a, it was kind of like just sat there. So let's talk about *The Highwayman*. If uh, I will say this at the beginning. We are not going to speak about the individual highwaymen mm-hmm. because that will take forever. That is a Ken Burns documentary <laughs> situation. Um, the Highwaymen, however, it's a country music supergroup featuring Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christopherson. Never oh, heard is of that them. all? Uh, yeah. That's it. Can we get, I feel can we like get we, could, we could go over here? them in like five minutes. Those, those real losers. Yeah. Um, Four indie the, artists. It's yeah. It's <laughs> Who never did anything they, but this song, right? It's incredible how they came together. Um, they uh, apparently they were doing a, they were in Switzerland doing a television special. Um, uh, apparently Johnny Cash brought them together in Switzerland in '84, and he'd have this Christmas special, and he wanted everybody to to go over, and they started um, talking about songs like they would, and then this idea popped up. And uh, saying, oh, we should do an album. And then, but it stuck this time. And so they, uh, so they decided to do this project together. Uh, much like, we, I think, did we speak about the Traveling Wilburys yet? No. 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 Much like I think the Traveling Wilburys, mm-hmm. um, it, it's more a project than a band, oh, right? Sure. Yeah. Or than a, than a group, because they all have their own lives. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't <laughs> It's just like a really I mean, mean way to put it. No, I mean, no. It's that they don't need to sit here, sit here and crank out the hits because they're a band. They're doing this because they want right. to do yeah. a project with each other. Um, well, this seems like they, it's the era for supergroups, right? Right, like sure. Traveling Wilburys, yeah, Highwaymen. I don't know if it's something which is in the air or uh-huh. live or aid. Yeah, sure. Well, this was this was also around the time. Like, I'll bring it back to Linda Ronstadt because why not? This was around the time of the trio, the first trio album. 
Really? Uh, 1987, yeah, I, Linda Ronstadt, Dolly Parton, and Emily Harris. This is going to sound weird, mm-hmm. but do you think that's because the 80s had a shift to it in the mid-80s that was kind of weird, and the these incredible artists who um, had great success, I mean, they always had success, but they had great success maybe earlier on, especially in the 70s, 60s, and they didn't have to prove anything, but they also wanted to do their own thing or do something new. So the way to do that was to get together in groups and uh-huh. be like, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we all rule on our own. Now get ready to have your minds blown because <laughs> blown, we are going to get something going. Yeah, I think. Um, I just wonder. I, I, I think there was some, there's definitely something to that. I think because all of these are at this point established artists who had massive success. And right. they, I think all of them were at a point in their career where they were just like, we want to do what we want to do. We're not, they're, they, they weren't necessarily concerned with, you know, chart success, album sales. They didn't have to be. Right. Um, yeah. And I think the record companies might have given them a hard time about certain things, but they would let them do things that they wanted to do. And nine times out of exactly. 10, they would be. Massively successful, <laughs> right? Right. Well, and I again, I think where you were saying, like, a lot of these people they didn't have anything else to prove. They'd already had a ton of success, right. and it was like, well, what am I just going to keep doing the same thing over again, or I can do this, you know, try something new, do something fun, do what I want to do. I want to do an album with these people that I like and who are also talented, right. and so we can just do that. But yeah, and it was also an era for that too. I mean, that was. Around 1985, Barbara Streisand did the Broadway album. Her record company was like, no, you mm-hmm. can't possibly do that. Uh, it won't sell. And She said, do you know who I am? <laughs> she, she's like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And it went to number one. Uh, Linda Ronstadt did her, her, um, songs of, her albums of Mexican songs at the record company in 1987, mm-hmm. I think. The record company said, yep. no way. And that was like the biggest non-English language selling album in history. But it was established artists who had been around. I, I think what it really speaks to is that all of these amazing artists start, started at around the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's true, too. That's true, too. Um, so the, this super group, um, they released only three albums. They released Highwayman in 1985, which reached number one on the country charts, and it hit U.S. Platinum. Uh, Highwayman 2, uh, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, was released in 1990. I will never not make that joke. Um, released in 1990, hit number four on the country album charts, and then The Road Goes On Forever, which I think hit like number 46 or something, um, was released in 95. Now, I believe Dan had this question, and the answer is the song came first. Because the first two albums, which were both recorded on Columbia, um, were not recorded as the Highwaymen. It was just recorded as their uh, as their f- first as their first names, um, or sorry, their names, just their whole names. Just their it wasn't just like, their names. Johnny, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Johnny, Willie, Waylon, Chris, sweatshirts, the cute they got one, sweatshirts with their names on it, <laughs> like a boy band, I'm Johnny. Like a boy band. Oh my god, I'm the bad boy. No, I'm the bad boy. I thought I was the bad boy. Well, the only one who wasn't a bad boy is Chris, because he's the cute one. Um. Anyway, so um, I'm Johnny. Imagine, I'm like, yeah. Can you imagine being in a in a band with Johnny Cash and being like, wait, who's the bad boy? Yeah, 
<laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> it's being like, I'm Johnny. I like French fries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when they were recording this, I think they actually had to like stop. Like every time he went to the microphone, he was like, "Hello, I'm Johnny Cash." And it was like, "John, we we know. We get it. Stop. We get it, buddy. Stop." Um, every time they turn on a microphone in front of this guy. Yeah, these songs were. Uh, I mean, the, the the albums were very popular, um, and. They also, in 86, uh, all starred together in a film, a made-for-TV movie uh, called Stagecoach, which was based on a 1939 movie. I watched some clips of it, and all I can say is, uh, you guys, we, we need to watch that movie. Okay. So they, they toured together as the Highwaymen uh, into the 1990s, and there's a box set and a concert movie um, called, uh, called The Highwaymen, um, I believe American Outlaws. Right, because they were had this sort of idea of like their outlaw country, rebel out, you know, rebel country that that sort of feel to them. The concert is great. It's a lot of energy. Um, it's a lot of I think as Dan said earlier, testosterone, and it is uh, it's. I mean, there's testosterone just dripping off the stage. Yeah. I watched <laughs> this song uh from that concert, and I mean, the thing about these four guys, and, and I was making a lot of jokes about you know how manly they are. The thing about them is they are truly manly in that Mm -hmm. it's not performative. You know what I mean? Like, they they just, they are who they are. Like, you know, like Willie Nelson. Unapologetically. Right. But like Willie Nelson is like super manly and he's also like this super liberal guy. Right. And he's just like, this is who I am. Like, I'm not, I don't need to like shoot guns and like do whatever. Like, I just, they're just like super manly dudes who just are who they are. And it's awesome. Well, it's funny. So, uh, there, the incredible thing that I read because I was like, well, I mean, I wonder you have those four big um, personalities together, mm-hmm. and from everything I read, a lot of from from the the children of the uh, of the four was that they they not only had a bond of the of this supergroup, but it extended into their personal lives. I mean, John Carter Cash said, yes, they are the country supergroup, but it was founded by friendship. And it's the honesty and the purity of that friendship that made the highwaymen stand out. Mm. And, you know, to a, to a person, they say they, they just loved each other. But to your point, Dan, they also sort of fought like brothers. Mm. Um, one of the things they said was, you know, Chris Christopherson, I don't know if you know this, very political. Waylon Jennings, I don't know if you know this, didn't really care mm-hmm. and didn't want to put it into his work. <laughs> but he, uh, there's, there's um, a couple of stories about Chris Christopherson mentioning stuff on the stage and Waylon Jennings just getting pissed off because he's like, I don't want to deal with this. So those kind of, that dynamic was in there as well, but it was like, it was a brotherly, a brotherly love. Right. Um, like not love, hate, but, um, but there was, there's just something about them that, you know, I think Jimmy Webb said that, you know, having, you know, Johnny Cash for in Highwayman, jo- Johnny Cash sang the last verse and he said it was like God singing your music. He said mm-hmm. it was amazing. Um, and they were just four. They're just four of the most di- uh, dynamic performers that have that have ever that have ever been. Um, I mean, Johnny Cash is the kind of guy who can stand on stage with a guitar and like and, you know, being like a country rock star. Mm-hmm. With in NASA Coliseum, this huge place, and say with a straight fl- face, "I fly a starship," and right, <laughs> nobody bats an eye. He, yeah. he says it with such gravitas. People are just like, "I totally but, buy it, Johnny. I, we're in." 
By well, the but, way, but I mean, did, it's like if you're Johnny Cash and say, I fly a starship, is, mm-hmm. if he follows up with, does anybody have a problem with that? Right. Well, <laughs> like, like, no <laughs> one's gonna. Right. Nope. Anybody? Anybody? No, it's Johnny. Even though in this um, super group, he decided, like, you know what, just to change it up, I think I'm going to wear orange. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a bright, <laughs> a little more lively. Um, I will say this. We did not speak much about the music video for this song. It's great. Um... It ends with each one of their like sort of superimposed faces in the sky because uh, Willie Nelson sings the first verse, then it's Chris Christopherson, then it's Waylon Jennings, then it's Johnny Cash at the end, and it, and it has their faces in it. The, my favorite part is that you know the guy dies each time. Yeah, the guy fa- plummets fr- from the Hoover Dam, mm. and I, I mean, I don't want to think it's funny, mm. but maybe they should have just. Um, shown what could it's have happened totally but maybe fine. not sh- not show the guy falling because well it's, it's also the but most floppiest dummy it's so i've floppy. ever seen Just it's so floppy. floppily falling down it's the like, hoover dam it's awesome what the heck um <laughs> it looks like a conan o'brien sketch it does but uh but anyway and at the end they you know they they are all singing together um Chris Christopherson, uh, actually, no, um, I'm going to say something first. I want to end with the Chris Christopherson quote. Okay. Um, so the influence of the, uh, of the Highwaymen continues. The influence of Highwayman continues. Um, in, ni- in 2019, a project called the Highwomen was announced, uh, which was a female country supergroup, and they paid, um, who paid homage to, uh, to the Highwaymen, and they wrote a song called High women um and it basically tells the same kind of story it tells four different strong women uh throughout history um you know who had a, a adversity so it's a it's a a witch at the stake it's uh you know honduran immigrants uh it's uh you know a freedom rider and those kind of things i sat down on the greyhound that was bound for mississippi my mother asked me if that ride was worth my life. And where the shots rang out, I never heard the sound. But I am still around. I'll take that ride again. Obviously, unfortunately, only two of the highway men are still around. Uh, Waylon Jennings passed away in 2002, and Johnny Cash passed away uh, in 2003. Uh, and they stopped touring, not because they wanted to, but because uh, they, you know, they started to decline. Both both Waylon Jennings and Cash started to, de- their health started to decline. Chris Christopherson in 2010 said, those tours and the records were made, we made were a great time. I just wish I was more aware of how lucky I was to share a stage with those people. I had no idea that two of them would be gone too soon. Hell, I was up there and I had all my heroes with me. These are guys whose ashtrays I used to clean. I'm kind of amazed I wasn't more amazed. I love that. Yeah. And that's it. We could say a lot more about every part of the backstory of this song or every person involved, mm-hmm. but but there's too much to say in one episode, <laughs> basically. That's right. I, I plan think- to do a, a, a Willie Nelson song later this year, so we'll get there. On that note, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Want to be a part of the podcast? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
is the best way to help other people find the podcast. And if you do, we'll read it on the podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. The word has lost all meaning. Podcast. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Let's start with Michael. Michael, what lesson did you learn from Highwayman? Well, Dan, uh, I learned mm-hmm. that uh, whether you're a sailor or whether you're a dam builder, you're staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Staying mm. alive. Staying alive. Hmm. Ah. I should say for the audience that off mic, Michael warned us that his uh, <laughs> lesson was stupid, and uh, he was wrong because that was awesome. Uh, that, that was, was great. the best. I could not appreciate that that lesson more. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, the lesson I learned is it's always true: dress for the job you want, <laughs> not the job you have. Which is why I am oh every time I go to work. I am soaking wet. Yep. Because I want to be a raindrop. And so I am just That's right. You gotta go for it. You got you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't live your dreams, guys. Yep. Don't be afraid. That's right. If you want to be a raindrop, go you know you go be a che- raindrop. Check indeed every day. See if there's <laughs> new new raindrop openings. Uh, uh Rachel, what yeah. did you learn? I learned that if you are a spirit being reincarnated um maybe learn from past mistakes and be a little more careful <laughs> on your job sure uh, and also if you're gonna be reincarnated as a sailor learn the terminology um mm-hmm. because i'll tell you what i feel like maybe part of it was that he didn't know what any of those words meant yeah. and they were like hoist the main sail and careful of the yards and he was like i love that song <laughs> i love the song yeah. by the yards they're a great man <laughs> Like, that's not even a thing. Are you thinking of the yeah. Yardbirds? Oh, the Yardbirds. Crack, gone. <laughs> well. Crack, gone, well. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, they were like, see how the mainsail set? <laughs> Call for the captain on shore and let me go home. Mm-hmm. I want to go home. That's a different uh, song. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it is kind of amazing how, uh, I, I think that is the part we did not discuss, how this, uh, you know, this soul exists forever in the universe uh, and yet do- does not learn anything. No. Screws up their job <laughs> and dies horribly every single time. You think it would learn. Well, but, he doesn't learn know. anything about a new job. I mean, he, he might have. <laughs> the second time he might have been well, like, I would be the best highwayman right now. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I guess he is going to go back to being a highwayman. Yeah. But well, it's that's like, the funny thing, too. But, dude, but like, you know, it would be great if the song is like, and then the third time I was a sailor, I knocked it out of <laughs> the park. Yeah. I was great at it. I mean, sailors always exist, so I don't know why yeah. you just didn't stick to sailor. <laughs> the third I dam know. I built was phenomenal. <laughs> so damn good. That was, was damn, a damn, damn good dam. I came back as a beaver and uh, killed it. <laughs> I was like, guys, there's something called cement. <laughs> Believe me, I know it very well. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Please follow us on the socials, like in- Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song Don't do a Google search for yummy mummy. Oh. <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh, breast pump. <laughs> is that what that breast is? Pump through yeah. insurance. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.